everyone, welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts, Jessica, and I am Chris Heaton. My word, do we have a show for you today, don't we, Jessica? Yes, we do. <laughs> we, we, we spent several hours on this one. <laughs> we did our homework, if you will, and let's just say that the test results were not great. Um... So today's episode, we are going to be delving into season two, as they call it, season two. It's technically the back the back half of Pacific Rim, the Black, which, as of this recording, has been out for about uh, almost two months. So uh, we figured, you know what? Let's catch up. We're playing catch up on the show right now, as uh, you know, we've been gone for a little while, uh, but this is a little more timely. And not only that, but uh, this this wraps up the the, the black story of, of Pacific Rim, and uh, so we said, you know, what, we're gonna sit down, finally watch this, because there's in this day and age of streaming, there's just so many options out there, so many things capturing your attention. I think how many things have you watched in the last couple of weeks, Jessica? I've actually watched actually quite a bit. I I feel like after the last two years, we are now catching up with all of these new shows that have come out. Um, Chris and I recently were talking about Obi-Wan. I am waiting to binge Miss Marvel, but I, and however, we also had Umbrella Academy. So there's been quite a bit of things that have actually come out. I finished that, uh, winning time, the lake, the story of the Lakers. Oh, yes. I want to see that one. I am not a basketball fan in any means, but okay. I am a child of Southern California. I grew up in the late '80s and early. Uh, I was a little boy in the late '80s in a small, in a in a my my childhood. It was in the early '90s, so the Lakers and Magic Johnson are very much ingrained into the culture out here. So I went in like this looks interesting, and my God, was I enthralled. Even if I knew parts of the story, and there's a lot I didn't know, but my God, I was like every episode was just something new and spectacular. And I there, I have friends recommending right now the uh, the offer, the making of the uh, the Godfather. Yes, and yes. One of my buddies says is like, if you loved Winning Time, you're going to love this. This genre of the story behind the story. I, I'm all down for that. I can get in, even if I'm not into the thing that it's like the, the it's like documentaries. I can get into like a documentary if it's not something I'm into. Like I can, there, there's a great racing doc about, it's called the 20, uh, the, the 24, hour, the 24 hour war. It's about the, um, the Ford versus Ferrari, uh, yes, which, which is yes. what Ford versus Ferrari was based on. I watched it a couple of years ago. and I'm like, my God, this is fascinating. This is absolutely enthralling. So that kind of stuff, I love to death as much as I love me and my giant monsters. Ooh. Well, I don't think there's any other way to do to, to this. You know, we're so we're going to jump in. So last uh, we saw Pacific Rim, the black, which is on each, which is on Netflix right now. Uh, it left off on a cliffhanger where uh, our here are two sibling heroes found out that the young child that they had picked up is actually a kaiju. And they faced off against a, uh, a kaiju that was, you know, chasing them down the entire first half of the show, murdered it, 
and op- it left us that this weird witchy cabal was after the kid. And that was shockingly over a year ago, Jessica. Yeah. That is the yes, it that is was. The, that is the downfall of streaming. You could sit there, and in three hours you're caught up. You're like, man, that was great. When is more? Uh, Sixteen months from now. Damn it! But as you get older, you learn time is meaningless and it just flies by. And you realize, my God, like I need to hold on to it a little bit more. So. Here we are a year and some change later, and we finally get the answer to these questions with the back half of these seven episodes. So it's a 14 episode in time, 14 episodes uh, in total. And the way that the show, the first half left left off, I was intrigued. My, my God, there's so many cool ideas here. We have these these the sisterhood of witches that, that worship kaiju. We were introduced to Apex, the Kaiju-Jaeger hybrid that gained sentiency. Boy, what is he? Where does he come from? We were introduced to ideas in the Jaeger tech with the drift uh, uh, technology that you can play with people's minds and that, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a whole world that the movies never got to play with and ideas that were like, what, this could happen, and this could happen. And this is what the show seemed like it was playing. It was playing with those ideas. And so I was excited as hell to see these ideas played off. And I'm going to let you go first, Jessica, because uh, I, I, have, I, I know you really, have thoughts. I was really surprised because I thought you were going to transition from, you know, that series is enthralling, unlike Pacific Rim the Black. Season two, which was the opposite of me being enthralled. I, I honestly you know thought we were going to go that way. Thank you for picking up on that 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 fluke because <laughs> I, I do feel shame. That's where I should have gone. That is where my segue should have gone. And, uh, yeah, I didn't. I dropped the ball on that one, but you picked it up and you scored. <laughs> no, no, it was you know the first season, season one. Is kind mm-hmm. of how I felt with season two of Iron Fist, which mm-hmm. as I'm watching, I'm I'm like, oh, okay, well, it's a show, it's got people, <laughs> and then there are things, but then the last couple minutes for me, I was like, okay, I would love to see season three mm-hmm. of Iron Fist. You know, because they introduce some old Iron Fist ideas and also Gun Fu, everything, all of that. I'm like, all right, great. It was the same for me in season one of Pacific Rim, The Black, because we Mm -hmm. get to see a little bit of Apex, who's wonderful, but also the boy, which Mm -hmm. is now a kaiju and human hybrid. So I was like, okay, great. Very excited to see where season two is going. I never really warmed up for the kids. I'm like, you know, maybe they, they're written in a certain way because they're young and they were hoping to find their parents. I, I understand there's angst there. Then we get into season two. And I am someone that can actually sit through an episode of Paris Hilton attempting to cook. <laughs> so I thought I would have no problem. Plus there's kaijus and we know Atlas is there. Uh, I have never wanted to fast forward something so bad. 
But that's just me. Like, I just want to say this whole show is our opinion. If you absolutely loved it, I'm very happy for you. It's meant to be entertainment. It is not. And entertainment can be subjective. So it, mm-hmm. I don't really feel like it. it is meant for friendships to end, right? Yes. However, I, I personally did not, like, I, a, I was able to watch this at a friend's home. And my best friend mm-hmm. stepped away for a little bit, and then he came back into episode three. He and I are usually people who like to start something from beginning to end. We are completionists. Mm-hmm. I was able to sum up everything in the first two episodes, and he legitimately said, I guess there's nothing more I need to know. We'll just start episode three. And episode three is kind of where more of the action and the story comes in. I will say before we get into individual details and plot points overall i did not care for any of the human beings and but oh by the way this is a whole spoiler so if you have not Mm. seen season two please go please go watch but moving forward from here it will be spoiler territory because it also has been out i believe for a little bit but i know we're all busy i know we're all busy uh so i did not care for any of the people uh and that also included the mother who mm-hmm. turned out to be one of the sisters and it did not care for anyone at the sydney base which i will get towards a little bit more later i honestly mm-hmm. just did not care for any of the younger characters which is may taylor and Haley. the boy doesn't count because this he was in a coma almost death most of the time so he doesn't count. I did not care for any of the characters because the way that they were written uh, really make no sense. Even if you were very angsty, very upset, you couldn't find your mom, you're trying to get to Sydney, there is definitely still, and as far as we know, they understand logic. None of them have gone through like traumatic brain injury or anything like that. So mm-hmm. they should not have no issue understanding why certain characters do certain things you know taylor letting go of the boy to the sisters because he felt he could save he could save the three of them may not wanting to be with them Haley was very attached to the for boy even though he knew these other people a little bit longer like clearly mm-hmm. her brother her whole life and may at least for a couple of episodes of season one. So it really, and I know that he saved her life, right? And we, we know that he does a lot for them, but it was very disproportion, disproportionate how much she was willing to also risk her mother's life, who basically died for, I wouldn't say for nothing, but there are certain parts of the plan that could still happen without the sacrifice of certain characters, yes. like the mom and or Shane. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot that was happening and she was way more attached to disproportionately to a character that she didn't know as well, as opposed to people that she actually knew, including her own parent and or parents or the idea of going to Sydney. I also did not care for the adults because at the end, I liked the fact that the children revealed that they were survivors of two well-known Jaeger pilot parents. Mm-hmm. And the marshal says, cease fire. Those are, you know, the son of them, you know, Brina and everything. Mm-hmm. And then never sent any help. Oh, yeah. And those kids yeah. 
almost died. So I yes. do not care for that human being. And then when the father came out of the vehicle and was like, I'm so sorry, I really tried to go back to you, but I just couldn't. I was like, no, you look like a man who is cleanly shaven and living quite well on a base. <laughs> you did not look like you even tried to go get your wife and kids. You did not yeah. seem like you put up a fight with anybody. So if I were Taylor and Haley, I, because it was such a Shangri-La, oh my gosh, whatever the term is, basically a beautiful haven for mm -hmm. them. I cannot pronounce the term. Shangri-La. Shangri-La, yes. yes. It was a beautiful, like that's what, that was Sydney was to them. And I understand it's a safe point. Mm -hmm. But the way that they were treated with no help, I would not be happy to see those people at the Sydney base. <laughs> They, they are not, I mean, obviously that's the safest place to be and you should be there, but I would definitely harbor a, a grudge and be like, none of you all came to help me. Yeah. Um, so as for the people characters, the human characters, the scouting boy, I did not care for any of them. And I missed the days when this whole thing was just kaijus versus robots. Jaegers. There was there was two like the sisters and and everything was I do know the way human civilization goes. Eventually they will find something to worship. And I mm -hmm. get it. But I don't think it was wise, even from the main high priestess, to try so hard to get a messiah only to be alone with him in the desert or wasteland, fully knowing that he could kill you in which he did. I, I would not try to power play or drag a character across knowing that character could take your life. I, I don't think that was a smart move. So even down to the semi-human characters, I did like the only ones. And Shane, uh, you and I discussed this. Um, <laughs> we, 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 we are okay with human redemption arcs with villain. We understand, you know, the purpose of, but his was resolved too quickly for the amount of damage that he's done towards May. Yeah. I the oh, yes, and the only characters I really liked was was uh, Spider. You know, yeah. who wasn't really human. I, I like I liked Spider, and then my two favorites who were not human were killed, which was Lola, the AI, and Apex, which I know Chris and I will touch upon how amazing he was set up, and then how quickly he was taken out because uh, the boy when transformed into a kaiju is much smaller than him. And we don't know in regarding strength proportions, but if you are a Jaeger kaiju hybrid, who is so badass with a color pattern that reminds me of Darth Maul, mm -hmm. uh, you, you, you should not be taken out that easily. I, I do not know what was happening there and just, the human characters, the main three young protagonists were not written well. You did not root for any of their plans or their ideals. And I just wanted to, mm -mm. I, they were not, they were not great. I did not care for any of the humans to survive. I think the only decision that a human ever done correctly, and it sounds terrible. I think it was it Victor or one of the soldiers at the base where Shane's base is, he ended up having to take out the soldier that was going to that, make No, that forward. was that was when Apex was marching. Yes, was marching. Actually, it was yes, Shane's group. 
Shane's yeah, group. That, like, yeah. I mean, he should he didn't need to shoot her through the head, but he definitely could have punched her out so she was knocked out because she was going to make things worse. However, mm-hmm. knowing the way the character was, who's more, he obviously shot her. It's within his character, but he could have knocked her out. But that was the only real human planning that made sense because she was going to create a ripple effect that was going to be even worse. I, yeah, there was, there was so much wrong with like, we didn't even get to May's memory chip. Oh my God. Like the, 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 I, I love the fact that you texted me and said that they did not stick the landing. No, 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 no. That is, and that, that is my, my, that is my thing is with TV shows, especially when you have a definitive beginning, middle and end. And that's the thing with, with streaming is that, I, which I, I kind of enjoy that we're, we don't get these long, drawn-out seasons. I, 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 I'm cool with a show knowing we got about 40 episodes worth of story here, and that's all we're going to tell. I'm like, cool. Just make sure that you're not – you make use of, of all those 40 episodes. There's no lollygagging. There's no just – there's no bivouacking going on. You tell the story, you explore your themes, and then you stick the landing. That's that's all I want. That's all I want out of all this. And yet, <sighs> sitting here watching this, because I was hyped. I was – the way season one left and the ideas that they were exploring in the show in the first half, I was totally in on. And if you go back and listen to our, our review of that, epi- of that, that season, I was like, my God, like, they're doing this and this. The, these are – these are themes that were never explored in the movie or just briefly touched upon in both movies, actually. And I'm like, my, like they, they could go all kinds of places. And then, it, so they start immediately where we left off. They realize Boy is some sort of kaiju hybrid. He shrinks back down to a human, and then all of a sudden the sisters send their kaiju hounds, which apparently are not part of the regular kaiju like hordes which was never properly explained he murders them and then they put a tick on him and then we spend four episodes of this kid in a coma and we don't do anything we kind of we they kind of just lollygag they spend those first three and a half episodes going from one place to another there was one kernel of an idea with the – what is his name? His name is uh, the Bunyip Man, which was voiced by Reese Derby. And the guy that had, that corralled the kaiju and kind of became friends with them, which did have the logical ending that you would expect from, from, such, a, from such an idea. But it did nothing for the story. It didn't go anywhere. It didn't add anything new to it other than – we, it felt like padding to a story that they kind of ran out of ideas on. But when you get further down the line, it's like, no, we have other ideas. We're just wasting time. And that is the cardinal sin. Especially, you know, you have seven episodes. And each episode is going to be roughly about 24 minutes. Start delivering on these ideas that you have left, you, you put out there. Nothing with Apex until, I think, episode... Five when he finally comes back into the into the fold. Never explain a single thing about boy. 
the 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 sisters want him. We by the way, we never get we get these just general ideas of the sisters. They worship kaiju. They inject kaiju blood into them, which is kind of counter to what is set up in the movies. That the fact that the kaiju blood is wildly toxic. It's one of the the reasons why they built the Jaegers because it's like we can't keep nuking these things. And if we just keep blasting them, the blood just contaminates everything. So we have to build robots to mashy smashy. Uh, now you have a cabal of, of females, which they allude are maybe being controlled by the, uh, by the aliens, but it's never really explained other than we have kaiju blood, and we are worshiping this this thing. And oh, not only that, but we also have low telekinetic powers too, because apparently they can they can control kaiju, and you know at least the the high priestess can control other members with her mind, which outside of the of the of the drift tech is a completely new aspect that is never properly like explained in 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 this universe it's set up. Then. We find the mom. And you're like, okay, well, cool. There's one. Where's the dad at? We never find out. And then we are running, and we have the mom, we have boy, and we have Haley for three whole episodes, not shutting up for five minutes and acting. She reverted to like a four-year-old that all of a sudden forgot the world around her. When the... Her brother and, and May are literally trying to be reasonable with her. And she's throwing that cardinal sin they do with female characters where it's like, no, love conquers all. It's like, no, no. This is a world. It's hostile environment. It is Mad Max out there. Either we're going to make either we're going to make it to Sydney to live. And if we're going to do that, we might have to give up this kid that we only met uh, about three days prior. So... Maybe don't be so attached and act like you know it's it's you know it's already a family. It's like she found a dog, and it belonged to somebody else. But she's like, no, it's my puppy now. But it's not yours. <sighs> then we get into Shane. Shane, I thought was a was a interesting character in the first half. I like the idea. He's kind of a um, he's kind of a, a, a what's his name from Mad Max. Um, uh, 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 why am I blanking on his name? The the bad guy. Um, oh, Immortan Joe. He's kind of an Immortan Joe out in the plane, out in the outback of Australia. He has to, he's a, he's a bastard. He's an a-hole. And he does what needs to be done in order to survive in this harsh environment. Understandable. There's really no redeeming qualities about the man, especially once they reveal that he has essentially manipulated May with drift tech and completely like mind wiped her. Like they even get to the point where it's almost like a, a mental violation of her and he's never apologetic. He doesn't, he, he seems to be completely, you know, uh, uh, emotionless about the whole thing. And then he shows up, saves their butts. Boy gets taken away. And then they're like, well, we got our mom now, but she's completely under the, the the spell of these witches. So Shane's like, I'll go in. 
and you know we can use uh, we can use the uh, Atlas destroyer to uh, to go in, and I could you know find her in her in her brain. And then he has this. We spend almost this whole episode in the mom in the mom's mind as Shane is running through, as the the witches the sisters like whatever the hell it is their influence on her is completely eating everything away. Finds the mom, tells her that he's there to help, and gets her out of there, and then sacrifices himself. For like out of it's a completely left field, out of character moment where it is not earned, and I sat there and I yelled bullcrap, like no, that is that that character did not earn that noble death, and the fact that Mai was like mourning him, like I understand Spider mourning him because they at least established like he was good to Spider and Spider was loyal to him. May was like up until that until the second he strapped himself in, she's like, "Don't trust this a hole. He's going to screw us." And then, oh, he's dead. Now I'm sad. No, nay, nay, I say, you don't. You haven't earned that. That is lazy writing. From there, now we have to go get boy back, and now we have to go. It, it just backtracks. We're like, we're going back. And not only that, we're not adding anything new. We're not adding any 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 sort of backstory to the sisters, what the hell they are, why they do what they do. They just worship kaiju, and they're creepy, and they are relentless. We get a few cool fights out of that with with Atlas Destroyer and some other and some kaiju. I will say a positive note: some of the designs of the kaiju in this this half of the, sh- the series were actually well done. I liked it. But beyond that, it's it, we're we're four. We're, I think we're at four or five episodes in already, and we've we've not moved. We've not really moved anywhere. They get boy back. He is under the sisters' control. He goes mental. Apex notices this while in you know hanging out in his gigantic lair that's right next to a rip because he just sits there and eats you know kaiju come through. And then just be like, I got to go save Boy. Like, he's literally Catman Scruthers from The Shining. And he gets The Shining from, from, uh, uh, God, wait, why am I playing? The Jack's kid. He's like, I got to go help him. And just starts jogging across the desert and then stops for two seconds and murders Shane's people because one person could not keep their finger off the trigger. And then he's like, I got to get back to my, to my job. Shows up. Has a fight with with boy, while Titan redeem or well yeah while uh, uh yeah wait no not Titan uh, Atlas Destroyer has a malfunction, and then gets his ass handed to him for about three whole minutes while he's trying to drift with boy to re to reignite whatever uh, his old memories were, and then gets gets the job done but then kind of dies like. He was, he gets damaged, but you're like, is that enough for to kill him? I know he's half Jaeger and half Kaiju, but it's like, feels like there should have been more. And then they completely just wash away one of the most interesting elements of the entire series in about three and a half minutes. And then we spend the next two episodes just running. We run. It's like 
Lord of the Rings, but with running. We are running and we are running. And then a big battle. Sisters, the high priestess. We get to Sydney. They send out a bunch of drones, uh, Jaegers. They unleash a volley. There's a category six kaiju, which is supposed to be as big as the, the super hybrid kaiju from Uprising. He pretty much hands Atlas Destroyer its butt on a silver platter. The uh, Jaeger base does nothing to help. And then, Jessica, what is the deal with every single piece of a film and cartoons and animation that they've done with Pacific Rim where the only the only ending they could ever come up with is that they must blow up the Jaeger to win the day. I do not understand. <laughs> they did it the first time it made sense. Okay, cool. Self-sacrifice. Then they did it again in Uprising. It's like, well, ah, alright, that's a little lazy. And then they do it here. And they're trying to give Lola like this big hero moment, but it's like they just got their ass handed to them for five minutes by the super kaiju. And then she's Category like, well, get six. out of here. I'm going to blow up. And then blows up. And then, hey, everything's great. And we mourn the mom. The dad's there. And you're like, where the hell were you? And then I guess mine's like, well, I'm screwed up. But, hey, at least we saved the day. And we're in Sydney now. And they have a little moment for the mom, and then they all hug, and then I swear to God, it, was, I, it almost felt like they were going to play the ending of the Karate Kid song. And, and I went, no! 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 This, this, I will not abide, I will not abide this. This is not, this is not solid writing. This is not good writing. This is lazy! Uh, this is it, absolutely... I, yes, it is. Like, the... And then they basically explained the marshal had explained what the boy is. He was created by yeah, the Yeah, they knew. They knew what the hell he was. But they still and, don't explain it. And and that happened, you know. And, and just to just to go back when you were speaking, the the, the sisters made no sense because they did mm -hmm. not like males. But then the boy is a male. Yes. But then he's kaiju, so I guess that explains it, why they would make an exception. Um, and then even when Shane was rescuing Brina, you know, when the sisters, as they were escaping, the sister says, you cannot escape us. I get it, right? Because they're trying to leave. They've taken over her last memory of, you know, her and her kids as babies. And then you see kind of the hole open up in the drift. Mm -hmm. And which I was thinking, those are the sisters coming through. Like, they are, they have trapped you. Instead, he, you know, Shane tosses Brina up through the hole. And I was like, yeah. oh, no, did he just give him, give her to the sisters? But that whole thing was a metaphorical thing of she got out. Yeah. I did not know. Yeah, it didn't exactly. seem it's it was set up in a way that was not great. And even when you were saying Haley, they set up the whole thing so Haley was right that love conquers all. But however, you have taken your mother's life and also the fact that her idea she should know that the sisters would never let her go if she went with the boy to go get an antidote. 
you know, because she's like, I can accompany him, even down to the fact that she's like, you know, it's fine. Atlas will come and save me. Atlas is a Jaeger who has one arm that does not belong to him. Mm-hmm. So this robot is barely holding <laughs> his crap together. What makes you think Alice is going to make it through? I, I, I did not. They literally, remember. they had a moment where, where, where Taylor has that moment of like, we can't just punch our way through this. That's not how this works. It's, it's, it's Han Solo in Force Awakens when it's like, well, what's the plan? It's like, and Finn's like, we'll use the force. And he's like, that's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. That, it, it, that's the thing that bugs me about that kind of writing. Just so you can get this character to have this emotional arc moment, you throw away logic and reason. And that, to me, is just... That is just lazy. For, it, it, it feels like you're... You're a college. You've gone through college. I'm pretty sure you've done more essays in your life than you ever want to do ever again, right, Jessica? Yeah. How many essays have you had where you're like, I just need to pad this out because my teacher wants a particular word, uh, a word count. So you kind of say the same thing three or four times, but in different ways, just so you can meet the requirements because. You can only say so much about this particular topic in this particular paragraph. That is what this was. That this was that. This was exactly I, that. This is just the I, laziest. Yeah, I I just wondered if they were just trying to finish because they had an obligation to finish. I am very I'm always very excited for a new season of a show and I'm always very sad that they get canceled, right? This is yeah. a show where I actually Personally, for me, if there was no season three, I'd be okay with it. Except mm-hmm. for maybe answering May's memories because she gets a chip and then we never see it again. I well, I would like May's memories. What the hell were the were the sisters? Uh, what was Apex doing the entire time? Uh, who the hell created Boy? Was he one of the? Was he a product of the precursors? Is there something else going on? Where the hell did he come from? Are there more like him? Because they were mentioning like there are other kaiju hybrids out there that they were like mixing them with other things. It's like, wait, what are they mixing them with? Because they're definitely not human. There's something else. These are all things that were kind of tossed gingerly out there. That they did so well in the first half of like setting things up, but then. In the, again, in the second half, it was just like, we just need to finish. We now need to, we have seven episodes to finish what we were doing. And it definitely felt like, because this is all this was all done as one giant miniseries. It's 14 episodes. It was clearly done as one whole thing. They wrote it all at once. But it felt like once they got to the back half, when, when they finished the first arc of killing, uh, I forgot the kaiju at the moment, the, the one that was chasing them down in the first half. Then it was like, okay, here are all these other ideas that we're just going to rush through and then give you the simplest, like, dusting of answers. But just go with it. It's just there. There are times in movies that I'm I'm like, you only have, like, 94 minutes. I understand. You can't explain everything. Sometimes less is more. 
But in this case, you had three and a half more hours to tell the story. And you could have gone in so many different ways and, ex and paid off so many other things. Now, they did give us an ending. It did wrap up. It's, it's done. But was it satisfying? No, 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 no. This was, this was getting up in the morning, pouring yourself a nice cold glass of milk. And then you take a sip. And it's not quite sour, but you know it's turned. And you're like, ha, huh, that's disappointing. And then you got to dump it out. Because you're not going to drink the rest. It's, it's, not, it's not full nasty yet, but it's it's enough. You're like, I'm not drinking that. That's what this was. This this was a this was quite the letdown. And again, I am a hardened defender of upright of, of the second movie. I love that second movie. I have sat and defended it against many of the detractors because it's a super robot movie at heart. Yes, I get it. Guillermo didn't do it, and they changed a lot of things. But I still enjoyed it, and I liked it. Be, and not only that, but they continued the themes and ideas that were set in motion from the first movie. Now, there's a whole other thing they could have done, especially in a world where Jaeger Tech is all over the place. They only dusted us with that. And I felt that's what Pacific Rim the Black do. And then, again, I'm, I know I'm a broken record, but when you introduce the idea of using the Drift Tech to screw with people's brains, that... You could pick up abilities from other people by using the drift tech. That you know, there is a hybrid monster that is that became sentient from Uprising, and he's kind of like an anti-hero in the world. And you're like, my God, I want more of this. Like, what's? Nah, let's not bother with that. We just got to wrap up, and then we're gonna call it a day and go cash a check. It angers the blood. As Grandpa Simpson says, it angers up the blood. And I, of of the three, the, the three non-comic book uh, Pacific Rim stories we have, the first the first movie, Uprising, and this this is definitely the biggest letdown of all three. And it's it's disheartening because there's clearly a crap ton of 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 themes to explore in this world. There's so many stories, and the fact that they set those up and did not pay it off, or they just could not figure out where to go with them, is the most disappointing thing about the entire series. That blew my mind. Again, I know people hate Uprising, but I still like because it still gave us these things, and it still paid off the ideas. There's one or two minor things I can always I can complain about because it was like clearly these were ignoring some of the rules from the first film but past that it's still it's still fun this stopped being fun like the first half when they were kind of like kind of showing you like this is a hard world like we are we're the entire continent is locked down you're in a harsh environment that is not going to treat you well it's very mad max it is the themes of mad max fury road where immortan joe has this world and you have to be hard to live it, and you kind of have to be a bastard to survive out there. I understand that. So when you introduce characters like Shane and the other people living out there, yes, they're going to be kind of, they're going to be assholes. And I appreciate that. I, that's that's a little bit of teeth. But then you just kind of go nowhere with it, other than their character development is they're an a-hole. That is not, that no, that is not acceptable. So, 
yeah, color me, color me quite, quite disappointed. Shane of all, especially, like that, he never earned that redemption. He never earned that face turn. Like when he died, you should be like, everyone would be like, oh, cool, good, this guy's dead, great. He did weirdly did something noble because apparently he, he treats uh, May as his daughter, but that's not quite apparent. Like, so you should feel bad that he that he sacrificed. It's like, no, you don't feel bad at all for this guy. You don't like he did one good thing does not redeem the entire bit of him, like murdering people left and right in the first half of the show. Yeah. And it just felt yes, so out of, out of, it so it felt so out of left field too. Yep, yep, he did horrible things. Yes, he did not earn he did not earn his face turn. Nope, no, no, no. I I deny this. I I say no. And I get it. I saw people online kind of like, oh man, this was great. I'm like, ah, it's not not really. It wasn't really. It's it's when you see. I know. It's again as you said earlier, entertainment is subjective. There are things I think we all universally agree on that are great and good, and then everything else in between. And then there are some things that are just universally bad. Ninety percent of every of of stuff falls in that. It's subjective. Some people it's like comedy, it's like horror films. Some people love them. Some people think that they're garbage. And that's where this kind of falls into. And I I understand some people are like, yeah, it's great. I'm like, really? I I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older. Maybe because I'm being a little more cynical or that I watch so much that I can, you know, I just see the breakdown of the script. But this was like mind-numbingly lazy. That's the best way I can describe it because the animation is pretty solid. The fight scenes are pretty solid when they do give them to us. And there, there are many, there are redeeming moments, moments, as I say with quotations, throughout the second half. But they are few and far between. The rest is just, when are we going to get to the firework factory? Why aren't we at the firework factory? And we finally got to the firework factory, but there's no fireworks. That is how <laughs> you describe this whole, whole thing. So, color me disappointed. Yeah, it was, um, it was not what I was hoping. It was not what I was hoping. I know. I tried, you know, I, I, I tried to keep a positive outlook. I don't like, as I gotten older, I don't like openly crapping on things for the sake of crapping on it. I judge everything as it comes to me or what it's based on before, what it is trying to, in, it, does it accomplish what it sets out to do? That's the big thing. And I've been pretty positive on a lot of things that you and a lot of other people who listen to the show go, really? Like the aforementioned Netflix Godzilla movies. I defend those to this day. I still think they are good. And I can hear Jessica a sigh Whoa. coming and her eyes rolling. Whoa, <laughs> yes. But I defend. This, I cannot defend, unfortunately. It is just... It's, it's, just, it's just not good. It's not bad... But the fact that it's lazy disappoints me. That's that's the big thing. That's it's disappointing. I, I would say that. 
Yeah, I don't. It's okay. We we don't need a season three for this one. No, I I hope that they I hope that Legendary continues to explore this world. They have something there. There is this is a brilliant idea. I would love the the main story eventually to be finished in some form. We never get to see the aliens. We only get glimpses of them. I want that. I want to know that world a lot more. We never really get into that. But what this was, this was a this started as a fun side story that just fumbled at the finish line. And I really do hope that Legendary continues. I, I I'd be down for another completely unrelated to this particular story animated series or another animated movie or another movie in general. I I would like at least somehow legendary to keep this going because this universe that they, that has been forged between Guillermo and Travis Beecham is fun as hell. It's, it's original and it gives me the things that I know I'm never going to get from proper American movies that I love in anime, especially super robots and giant monsters and them fighting. So there is there's a fan base to this. There is love for this property. And I hope, I hope that Legendary still sees that. And they're like, this is a fumble. We can do more. We can get more out of this. Yeah, I I had a lot of high hopes. I was very excited, especially after seeing Boy and Apex. Apex was my mm -hmm. favorite. And my, sadly, uh, no. They did nothing. Apex was such an I get, even you know I love it, just a comic that the idea of that character. There was so much potential. He had there's a whole series in that character alone, and they just kind of squandered him. Now the beauty is, is at least at the very least, I can order another drone, a kaiju drone from uh, from Amazon, and I could paint him up in the cool cool paints because they're they're never going to give us a figure of that character who is sadly one of the most interesting things out uh, in this universe but it's it's just disappointing it's i don't know i there's so many things they could have done with apex the fact that he just goes out like a chump is the that that is the dagger in the back that is the whole dagger right there yeah yeah, very much so. I mean, he was only there really to drive a plot point, right? To give the boy back his memories. And then he dies. I mean, the way he dies, he's in a very cool position. It's very sad. Yeah. But it was not, no, like the boy and Apex, I felt, kind of went out like Phasma mm -hmm. in the newer Star Wars trilogy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dope chrome cape played by an amazing actor. He seems like he would have a background. Definitely just, you know, read the novels and comics. However, had a second chance in another mm -hmm. film, went out. I yeah. was so disappointed. I, I look, I. Just like I, how I felt here. Yep. And a side note, I, I defend Last Jedi for the most part. For the most part, it is not a perfect film by any means. There's many things they could have changed, especially in the second half. The biggest mistake is not turning Ray heel and not having her go to the dark side, because that would have been a much more interesting plot point. But the completely just fridging of Phasma, she shows up. Hey, oh, 
I fall into a fire pit. That's it. It's like, <laughs> come on. Like, what the hell? Like, that's the, that's, that's a whole, that, that's a whole podcast for a whole nother day of just, those films were just like, screw you, JJ, screw you, Ryan. Like, like, and I blame Kathleen Kennedy at the end of the day, because you've, you, you have a trilogy of mine, but you didn't lay anything out. You were letting these guys make it up as they go along. What did you think was going to happen? But again, that's that's a that's a podcast for another day, Jessica. We're not going to go down that, that that rabbit hole. So disappointing, disappointed by Pacific Rim, the black. Yeah, yeah, kind of ends in the red, which is uh, a damn shame. It's a damn damn shame. But at least the at least the the the, the ideas out there. People, some people seem to. You know, gather some uh, something out of it. I, if you did, bravo, bravo, because I didn't. But then again, I like those Godzilla Netflix movies, so I do hope everyone is reading Godzilla versus the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers right now. In comic books, yes, there is that, and some gorgeous covers. I, I, I we again. You want to talk about wonder and excitement and childlike glee? Jessica, I feel like I'm 10 years old again sitting in my uh, fourth grade classroom just doodling Godzilla fighting the Dragon Zord with Tommy riding on top of it for the 450th time. But this comic is doing that on every conceivable level. It is just nothing but... God bless Colin Bunn and God bless uh, God bless Freddie Williams because they are just they they're they're taking everything I had in my head as a ten year old and they're putting it on on the page and it is an old fashioned fun time comic book it is not asking anything else it's not trying to be gritty we they're just trying to have a ball and I, I love every single solitary second every page i i suck it up like a sponge you have uh, the joy in my heart jessica the joy that came out of my heart <laughs> could fuel an entire town for six months just from that splash page of the dragon zord and godzilla facing off with each other oh oh it just it i i felt like the grinch my heart grew three times two size three times its normal size and almost leapt out of my chest it is what we are missing in comic books today. I think, I mean, like, you just spent a whole, like, swath of time reading a lot of books, a lot of comic books. And I don't know, like, it's the American comic book industry is going through a bit of a, of, of like, it feels like it's, it's, fine, it's trying to find its new voice right now. Like, in a world where manga is just, Mopping the floor like it's 2002 all over again, and manga is super popular once again. And comic books are trying to kind of figure out like where where do we stand with all this? Like, there's great books out there. I recommend if you're reading books right now, pick up Livio Ramondelli's Kill Lock. That is a fantastic book, but it's also a bit of a an adult book because there's harsh coarse language in it. But it's a world about robots. And I'm reading Sean Gordon Murphy's. Batman books, which I know Jessica is, uh, she has her, her opinions on those as well, because she is a Batman gal. Um, but 
there's nothing that there's very few things that feel like the like when when we were kids and we were reading like even in the 90s there was still that sense of like we're just telling fun stories and we're having fun like not everything was the dark knight returns and not everything was watchmen even marvel was still like these are for these are just for people that want to have an escape these are these are these are soaps that you that you read instead of watch like in your head like you're watching spider-man fight the sinister six with a weird cyborg arm and all of a sudden there's a clone and then the x-men are dealing with the savage land and mr sinister and like things are happy things are kind of fun things are nice and we've got we've i don't know why we've moved away from that but it's so refreshing to pick up a book where it's just like we're going back to that era and my i i i want to talk to colin bunn so bad because i'm like dude you are channeling like serious 80s like marvel vibes with this book where even late 70s like when the glory days of their um of their uh the licensed books like shogun warriors because it's just we're telling a fun story and we're letting our imagination run wild we need to bring those back jessica we need to bring them back and that 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 needs to come back to us yes yes and actually you've reminded me there is I know last year Kaiju number eight came out mm -hmm. and there is now the second volume, I believe. And you can prepare for other volumes. Kaiju number eight is a lovely manga that has also been nominated for an Eisner this year. Mm. It's a little, it's I, a I, I have enjoyed it. I'm sorry. Okay. Ooh, it's a little, it's attack on Titan ish. Is it not? It is. It is. Okay. I, I do like it. I don't want to spoil it for those who haven't read it yet, but mm -hmm. so far it is quite interesting. That might be something come the end of the summer we might have to delve into for an episode or or something. We might have to do something for the YouTube channel. Uh, we'll figure that out when we when we cross that road. But that is definitely something I kind of want to uh, I want to dip our our collective toes into. So, and then we will also be roaming the halls of San Diego. For Comic-Con, it is back. It has been too long. And we are returning, much like MacArthur, to the Philippines. Hopefully, everyone will have a good time. If you see us there, come say hello. Uh, Jessica will be uh, – you're part of the Eisner Committee. We can talk about that, right? Yes. I am an yes. Eisner judge this year, so I will yes. be there for sure. It's if, For those who don't know, the Eisners is essentially the Academy Awards of comic books. So – she uh, she holds in her hand the power to determine some of the best works <laughs> this year. <laughs> wields it like New Orleans, like Thor wields New Orleans. But yeah, I just I was just uh, a judge. I believe the final winner, as always, comes down to industry. Mm -hmm. But it was it was a very interesting journey and a good time. Lots of hard work, but very much yes. worth the experience. Is, for those, again, I think we explained last time, for those who were wondering why there was such a long break, that is part of the reason you were absolutely swamped with work. So it was almost in – getting away for 20 minutes was almost impossible because I think you – can you say how many books you read in the last, like, six months? It was several thousand, actually, okay. per well, book. Then, per book. Oh, my yeah. God. 
by book, so, if we were to count by book, not by series, because a series can mm. have 10 books, right? So yeah. per book, it was several thousand. Yes. So now you understand, to, just to give you guys like an idea, like Jessica has been working her fingers to the bone and doing the show was, um, you know, it, it kind of need to be put in the back burner while she had to focus on more important things, which are more important things. So... But she's back. We're 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 happy we're doing this again, and we're happy you guys are are with us. We got some good feedback from the last show. Thank you guys. We are we got some fun stuff lined up. Uh, next episode, I can already tell you, uh, as Jessica preps for Comic Con, it's just going to be me solo. I have a project I've been wanting to do for an episode. We're going to be delving into uh, the world of abandoned screenplays, and I got something fun I'm cooking up. So. That way it gives Jessica some time to get some work done. So you'll be hearing my nasally droney voice for the next episode. But I hope you guys tune in because I think it'll be pretty fun. Uh, on that note, Jessica, where can the good people find us? You can find us anywhere podcasts are found. From Apple iTunes to Spotify, basically everywhere. If you search us, we are actually quite actually easily found on Google. We also have our own website, the kaijukingpodcast.com. We are also on the Facebook um, as the same name, along with Twitter. However, Instagram, I believe, we had a truncated name because there yes. was only so many characters that we can put on there. So it's, so it's just the Kaiju the Kingdom Podcast. Yeah. But uh, yes, right. our Facebook is very active, thanks to Chris. And we're also on YouTube. As yes. we put up new things where you can see our beautiful faces. Well, at least yes. Chris and uh, everyone else. I have a mask on because we were doing it still indoors during COVID times. Yes, but there's 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 more to be there's more to come. So uh, just stay tuned for that. And on that note, that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast for myself and Jessica. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.